Hey y'all, it's Mel and you're listening to The Rough Draft TV, where we talk about faith, purpose, work, and wellness. As a part of The Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women, and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday story. Enjoy the show. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Rough Draft Podcast. So I'm so excited y'all to be starting a new aspect of the podcast that we'll be doing here on out, here and there. So when I started the podcast, I never really wanted it to just be me talking, which is why I called the entire thing The Rough Draft Collective, because I wanted to create a space where people can kind of share their stories and their platforms. And so today we'll be introducing a new aspect of the podcast called My Rough Draft. And for the next few weeks we'll be doing the career and business edition of my rough draft so some of you are probably like well what is my rough draft so my rough draft will be kind of like an interview or documentary series kind of portion where i'll bring guests on the show that will share stories about certain trials tests or seasons of life that they're currently in and so it won't be like your typical you know tell me how you got to this level of success or tell me how you got to this destination my rough draft is really here to tell the stories of people that are currently in you know hot topics and seasons that that we talk about so i wanted to do that because i wanted to encourage my listeners that they're not alone in whatever journey they're in but i also wanted to bring reality to some of the trends and kind of goals that we all seek um, so that we can kind of have realistic expectations of the things that we're seeking so yeah that's kind of the spiel about my rough draft so today, I'm so excited to get started. I have one of my friends here, Tanae. Say hey, Tanae. Hey. Hey, y'all. Okay. So today's topic, obviously, you're going to see the title, but today's topic is called When God Tells You to Quit Your Job. And so I want to tell y'all what I do know about today. And we're going to get into how we met and all that. But short answer is that we met at church. We were in the same small group. And Tanae is a very hard worker. And I've talked about before in previous episodes how I'm very hard, how I'm a very hard worker, but Tanae is like a hard worker for for real. She is like always about her work, always about her business, and she's like always on it. Like, nope, I can't do this because I gotta get work done, I gotta do this and I gotta do that. So when Tanae said that like God told her to quit her job and she did, I was like, What? <laughs> you did what? Like, I feel like sometimes, you know, people say they quit their job and then you'd be like, okay, you know, I kind of get it. But when Tanae said it, I was like, oh, girl, the Lord must have spoke to you for real. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I wanted to bring her on here and kind of talk through like the current season of life that she's in. So I'm going to get out the way. So Tanae, I want you to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and where you are currently in your career. (laughs) Where I am in my career. Um, So hey, y'all again. Um, So Mel kind of put it in a nutshell. Like I am a hard worker. I'm a planner. I am one of several kids and so I've always been the responsible one the one who was always on top of things the one who always got good grades always did what she was supposed to do Mm -hmm. well not always most of the time Mm -hmm. um and so yeah Mel wasn't the only one that was shocked when I said I quit my job (laughs) um I think I'm still shocking people to this day um but yeah I am I am that person that always has it together. Um, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a, um, 
don't take a step until it's all all the five steps ahead are figured out. Mm-hmm. I am the not a risk taker at all. Yeah. Um, and so to answer your question of where I am in my career, um, I was, and I am strongly sticking to was, um, I graduated with an MBA. I was a business consultant for almost eight years. That's all I knew. That's all I did. I focused in human resources. I loved my job. I loved everything about it. I still look at it sometimes. Like I like consulting. It's like in me. It's innate. Mm -hmm. I consult at restaurants when I'm ordering food. Like I'm just, that's who I am. (laughs) Um, But where I am right now, I say was because I believe God is pulling me to do a complete career change, to do something completely new which seems crazy to me because I had a plan and Mm -hmm. though I didn't have it all the way figured out to change the plan at 32 years old is like, what? No, you need to be on your way towards retirement. Like that's not what's supposed to happen. So (laughs) I'm on a sabbatical right now. That's where I am in my career. I'm in the middle of a career change and trying to figure out what's next. That's so good. I could go into so many ways (laughs) in what you just said. But that's good. So let's circle back. So you said that you're a consultant. I know that like consulting and coaching is like a really big thing amongst millennials. Mm -hmm. That's what the new trend is now. So kind of talk about like what it was like to be a consultant, like the pros and the cons, just Mm -hmm. to give like people who maybe aspire to be that, you know, kind of what was your everyday like, like what were the stress, what were the stressors um, and kind of walk me through what, what that looked like. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because I took the job of becoming a consultant before even knowing what consulting was. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people hear it and they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. but you really don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, so the best way that I can explain it is that I helped my clients figure out what their problems were, were figure out the root of their problems and figure out how to resolve them. Mm-hmm. And so in that, I got the most satisfaction for my job of really helping my clients solve their problems. I am a problem solver. I listen to my friends and my family. They share problems. They share trials or whatever it may be. And I'm like, okay, how can we fix this? I'm yeah. a fixer. Um, and so that's kind of what consulting is. That's what I did. My focus in consulting was federal consulting. So I did it for the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for Homeland Security. I did it for CDC. She official, y'all. Yeah, official. I line. had <laughs> clearance and everything, y'all. Um, <laughs> but they are crazy. Um, <laughs> um, but And then my focus was, so like I said, I got my MBA, but my passion was in human resources. And so I was able to use that passion to focus my consulting expertise. And so I helped with people issues. So if Mm -hmm. you think about anything in a workplace where people, there may be a problem with people and no, I was not the person that came in and fired people. That was not my job. Mm -hmm. Um, But I helped my clients figure out how can we get the right training for my people? How can I get my employees more engaged? How can we make the organization structured better so that we're operating the best way? So those are the type of things that I did. Like I said, I loved my job. I loved every time I thought about quitting, and I'll get into that in a second, but every time I thought Mm -hmm. about quitting on my own accord, it was like the divine universe or something. My client would call me or email me and say how much of a help I was. So I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed helping my clients figure things out and do better. In terms of the cons... 
consulting, if y'all don't know it, is a very stressful job. It's mm-hmm. long hours. If you think about a typical consultant, most of them travel all the time. Mm-hmm. Like they are traveling Monday through Thursday yeah. and yeah. Fridays they're doing some like behind the scenes operational stuff or working from home, but they are traveling. I lucked up in doing federal consulting. I started in DC and then I transferred down here to do CDC a few years ago. And so I always had local projects. So Mm -hmm. I was able to have some stability and consistency in what I did in my personal life um, because I went to a client that was right here down the street. It's also stressful because if you think about any customer oriented position, like Mm you are there to satisfy the customer. Well, for consulting and depending on what type of company you decide to pursue in mine, I was backed by, I worked for one of the big four consulting firms. I worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers that then turned into another company for their federal consulting. But we, um, our business was dependent on whether our clients liked us. And so it was almost like yes men. Like, Whatever they needed, we did it. And if we didn't do it, we figured out how we could do it so that we could keep getting more business. So there was the aspect of delivering every single day and making sure I was helping my clients do what they needed us to do, Mm -hmm. but also finding new work and finding new problems so Mm. that they felt like they always needed us. And that Mm. was stressful. Mm. Um, Mm. Because I only liked doing the work. I didn't like finding the work. It was like we were entrepreneurs. Like... If you have an entrepreneurial spirit, you're definitely sought by consulting firms because you are constantly looking for ways to get more business. And yeah. I don't have an entrepreneurial spirit. I just want to help people. Yeah. And so that kind of conflicted for me. That is good. So, <laughs> But that's good, though, because I feel like a lot of people want to, even if they don't want to necessarily join like a company, like a lot of people mm-hmm. want to be consultants and coaches because they do want to help people. Yep. But to help people, you have to kind of know what their problems are. And sometimes, yes, even I know like me, like seeking business coaches and stuff, they tell you to like find a problem so that you can be the solution and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like you had the ideal job. I mean, most of us want to travel, you know, live our best life. Mm -hmm. Most of us want to be able to help people and generate money by solving problems. So Walk me through how you had that dream job. I mean, you talk about the cons, but to me, they really didn't sound like cons. I mean, you know, but... Y'all, I worked like 60 hours, sometimes 80 hours a week. So it's... That's... that's, that's, Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. (laughs) But, I mean, other than the long hours, like, it seemed like it was like the dream job. Mm -hmm. So, like, walk me through, like... When God told you to quit your job, like, did you hear it from him? Like, did he like open the, open the heavens and be like, I want you to quit your job. Like walk me through, like when you first heard it and how long it took you to be obedient. So I want you to talk about how God told you to quit your job. And then I also want you to talk about like the preparation. Did you prepare or did you just take a step of faith and just go out and do it? Okay. Um, so Melanie wants me to get real raw with y'all. Um, So, to let y'all know, we're in, what is this, August of 2019. Mm -hmm. I quit my job officially May 1st of this year. I would say that I got an urge from God. I don't know if it would, no, the heavens didn't open up. There wasn't like a booming voice in the sky that told me to quit. But the first time I got an urge from him that it was time to go, Um, was probably a year and a half, two years ago. 
Um, and I got the urge because I also got an urge and a pulling towards another profession. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there was something else he wanted me to do. I've always felt like even in doing consulting, even in helping. And Melanie says it's a dream job. Yes, it was. I was helping people and I tried to look at it as I was helping people, but I didn't feel like I was helping individuals. I was helping business, excuse me, businesses make more money. Mm -hmm. I was helping businesses do better or whatever it needs to be. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be more of an impact to people. And I always have been all throughout this career. Mm -hmm. um, so when I got that pull towards something more impactful, that was about two years ago and I heard it and I was like, okay, God, I think that's you. I can mm -hmm. do a career change, but let me plan for it. Let me prepare. Let mm -hmm. me right. look for other jobs. Let me research and dream what this new career could look like. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I worked... 60, sometimes 70, sometimes 80 hours a week. So there was, like, I spent one weekend dreaming mm -hmm. two years yes. ago. <laughs> and I haven't dreamed since. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't get to plan. I don't know how people jump consulting firms or find new jobs in my position that I was in. Mm -hmm. I had no time to research. Yeah. I had no time to apply for anything. I had nothing. So I kept saying, God, I'm going to do it, but let me figure it out first. Let mm -hmm. me figure it out first. Mm -hmm. So I constantly got that pull those last two years of like, it's time to go. I can't, like it got to a point where, like we said earlier, I'm a hard worker. I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to work until the job is done and I'm going to put my all in it. I'm going to do the best that I possibly can and probably even better because of my perfectionist spirit. Um, I got to a point where it was like, I didn't even care what I was doing at work. Like that's how bad it got. And that's how disconnected and disengaged I got with my job. And I would have those bouts throughout the last couple of years, but I would pick myself back up. Or like I said, a client would compliment me or my boss would compliment me and it would get me back on track. Mm. In March, I was actually in the middle of a training that I really was enjoying. It was a break from work. It was a break from the day to day. And I was um, in a training learning about, um, I don't even remember right now, but learning about something that was really of interest to me. And the last, the night before the last day, I couldn't sleep. Like, I'm not, like, Melanie knows this, but I do not lose sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I oversleep. Like, I sleep. There's nothing that's going to keep me from sleeping. Listen. That night, God said he was going to keep me from sleeping. I woke up at 3 in the morning and was angry. Like, I didn't know why, but I just was super angry. So I wrote a couple of drafts mad emails at people at work that mm -hmm. I needed to get off my chest anyway. I was like, that'll make me feel better. No, it didn't. And at that point, I just started crying, like bawling uncontrollably. Mm -hmm. So from three o'clock in the morning to like six before I had to go to work, I was crying, praying, journaling, praying like, God, what is it? What do you want? What do you like? What's what is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. At that point? Yes, I heard it very clear. It's time to go. You have to quit. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into, okay, God, you know what? I can't fight this anymore. I'm going to quit. I'm going to listen. But now I need you to teach me how to trust you because yeah. you're telling me to quit. I don't have a job lined up. I don't have income lined up. Like, yes, I have some savings I can live off of, but I don't know how much savings I have and if it's enough for how long I can live off of it. Like, I don't know what you want me to do next. So, you have to teach me to trust you. And so I fasted for the next seven days. But because I know me, I went in the next day at work and talked to my boss and told him, hey, 
I'm quitting. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. I don't know how soon it's going to happen, but it's happening. And that mm-hmm. was my way of, that was my promise to God that I would hold myself accountable and get out of there. Because otherwise I would have changed my mind. So, yes, I heard it from him. I obeyed immediately that time, mm-hmm. not the two years before. And a month later, I was out of there. So I hope y'all heard how <laughs> she mentioned that like she would get a compliment from somebody or like one thing would interest her and it would make her kind of forget about, well, not forget, but it would kind of make her say, okay, well, this isn't that bad. How many times yeah. do we stay in stuff out of comfort or because we're good at it or people tell us that we're good at it, but it's not just because it's a good thing doesn't mean that it's a God mm-hmm. thing. And I feel like sometimes, a lot of times we... We feel like God is comfort, but a lot of times we actually find him like in the discomfort, kind of how she mentioned about waking up at 3 a.m. and stuff like that. So that was just so good. (laughs) So that's what happens. So God tells you to quit your job. It takes you a little minute, but then you like, okay, fine. Like I'll do it. And so you said you had some savings saved up, but like, did you like, since you said you were perfectionist, like, did you like calculate out? Okay. This is how long, like, (laughs) did you put God on a timeline? Like, this is how long I can go. So like, what you going to do? So what does trust, when you say that you're in a season of trusting God, like, Mm -hmm. what does that actually look like? Like on a daily basis? On a daily basis? Oh, it is a battle. Um, (laughs) Like, seriously, a battle. So when I gave him that yes that night and that morning, I guess, Mm because it was the wee hours, Mm -hmm. um, and in that seven days of fasting right after, like I said, my fast was focused on trusting. And so I didn't let myself look at my bank account. I didn't let myself calculate anything. I didn't let myself figure out how much my bills might be over for how many months or whatever it may be. Like I was very intentional about God, I'm focusing only on you. And because I, something else about me that I didn't say earlier, I am, I've also been very self-sufficient. I've been very independent. When I left for school years ago to go to college, I never looked back. Mm -hmm. I didn't, like I, when I visited home is cause I bought my plane ticket. Like I've been that type of independent where I've been almost to an extent, um, a support system for my family and not being a burden on my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that, I felt like God told me part of the season that he was taking me into was for me to learn, not just to trust him, but to trust him as my provider, to trust not my job, not me, not anything else, but him only as my provider. And so that's why I didn't look at anything. I honestly don't believe I looked at my funds and started calculating anything out until if I quit in May, I think I didn't look to like mid-June. Like that's how long, because I really wanted to focus on him Mm -hmm. and whatever it is he wanted me to do. I didn't want to limit myself I didn't want and honestly it got to a point where I got kind of scared and I was just Mm -hmm. like I don't even want to know so I went in this (laughs) blind I'm gonna just stay blind until I'm ready to look at what these funds (laughs) might be um because I just really wanted to trust them so since then in this season it's been two three months now I guess um trusting him daily is it looks different every day I think for the most part, like I said, it's been a battle because it's been God. You're, well, let me say this. Most recently, it's been God. You're, you brought me here. You told me to trust you. You're teaching me to trust you. 
but I don't know what I'm trusting you for. Like I'm in that place where I don't even know what's going to be next. I don't know what my next steps are. Um, and so that's getting hard. Um, the other part of the trust has been, it's almost been like a pendulum where like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Like how I started in the beginning where it's like, I'm going to trust you and I'm just going to be blind in this. Like, I'm going to listen for your voice. If I don't hear your voice, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I sit on my couch all day, every day, waiting yeah. to hear his voice. Yeah. And then it got to a point where like he was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to tell you where to go, but I need you to take some steps first. Like, you mm-hmm. got to take some steps in faith. Like, just mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just been different. Like, I've been evolving. I've been growing and hearing him one week and then the next week feeling abandoned Mm -hmm. i've been yeah it's been a hard battle um i've definitely like i said i've seen growth but like i really don't know how to describe it besides that it's been a battle especially as of recently like it's been god i feel like you put me in a class and you didn't even tell me what the class is called like i'm just here trying to study for a test that i don't know Mm. what it is yes So it's been hard. It's been a learning, not even a learning curve. Like it's just been a learning. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, a process. Something. And I'm trying to trust it. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. been tough. Yeah. That's good. I thank you for being vulnerable because that's what I want people to hear is the truth. Because I feel like, especially as millennials, we're being, you know, coached to start our own businesses and there's just so much hype about, you know, quit your nine to five so you can do your dream business Mm -hmm. or quit your nine to five and create wealth for yourself. And none of that is bad, but I just want us to really get a realistic view. Like they tell us to quit our nine to five job, but they don't talk about like the struggles, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. or some people do but not a lot talk about like the struggles of what it literally means to be out there on your own and have no backup Mm -hmm. and so I really hope that y'all are learning from Tanae sharing her (laughs) vulnerability as she is currently in this process so I want to talk about that no go ahead no I just want to jump in because you just made me think of something I think the other part of this season that I didn't anticipate you mentioned like they say quit your nine to five, build your dream business or your Mm -hmm. dream job or whatever it may be. And I think some people really like those folks who jump out there, they probably do have their dream figured out to Mm -hmm. an extent. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who put out those manuals or these steps of like what to do to get there, Mm -hmm. not to get there, to, to launch it or Mm -hmm. what to do to get to success, 10 steps to success and things like that. But they don't, there's no timeline with that. Like they don't tell you how long it might take. They don't tell you how long you're going to be in the pit. Like the biggest struggle I've had in all of this is I don't know how to dream. Like I'm supposed to be going after some, I know God is calling me to greater, but I don't know what that greater looks like. And so to try to figure out and take leaps of faith and take steps towards that greater without knowing what it looks like has been intimidating, Mm. crippling, and hard for me Mm. as a planner and everything else. But I think it'd be hard for anyone, even if you're not a planner, if you are a risk taker, but not knowing what you're taking a risk to go do, not having it defined. Like I, I don't think those dreamers explain that there's that aspect of it that isn't mm-hmm. outlined. No one can out. I don't believe anyone can outline that for you. You have to figure it out on your way. There's no step-by-step book on how to dream. And if there is, please send it to me because <laughs> I'm trying to figure it, it out. Too. 
And I feel like, because I mean, I, I, I would say that I'm a dreamer, but like you said, there's no timeline to that. And like, when I talked to, we talked about this in Back to Basis on the last episode, right before this one about how like faith is not faith, having faith for something and dreaming about something are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And like having faith in something means like, are you, do you have the faith to endure the process? Do you mm-hmm. have the faith to endure like his timing? Because it could be five years and you, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> Lord God, I'm not no. <laughs> I'm not putting that on no, you, I but you. I feel like when we and, and the verse that I record the best the verse that I mentioned was Hebrews, I think it was Hebrews eleven, where they talk about mm-hmm. the heroes of faith, mm-hmm. and we talk about the Abrahams and the Davids and things like that. But they had to wait a long time, and it's through their stories that we are encouraged. And so it's like, well, what if God is using us as, as an example mm-hmm. to encourage somebody else? Like, will you have faith in something? And so I, I really like what you said about like dreaming doesn't just get you there you know like and I even encourage you like when you say you can't dream like your faith in him even in this season even if it's a little rocky speaks louder to me at least than any dream that you could write on a paper that he may or may not be in you know yeah that's good that's good okay (laughs) Woo, yeah I'm getting (laughs) chills okay so um so we talked about the trends and things like that and you kind of talked about like your thoughts on that so what is next? <laughs> like, like, so let me ask that better. So when, when I say like, what is next? Like when you talked about like some days you sit on your couch and some days, you know, he does tell you to take a few steps. Like, mm-hmm. what do you feel like God is leading you to do like right now? Like what do those steps mm-hmm. look like? So let me just say this first, y'all. I'm an overthinker. Um, <laughs> so when I sit there on that couch trying to listen for God's voice, I probably hear it and then I'd be like, oh, was that me? Mm -hmm. Or was that what I want? Mm -hmm. Or is that what he wants? And so I spend three days overthinking it before (laughs) I take a step to go do something. So it's been a struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess what it looks like for me, if I can look back at the last few months and pick a few themes, it's been definitely sitting still, um, Well, for one, I think the first thing that he told me to do was to learn how to rest Mm -hmm. because that's something I didn't know how to do. That's Mm -hmm. still something I'm struggling to figure out how to do Mm -hmm. Um, because with my nine to to eight, because I didn't work a nine to five, (laughs) with my nine to eight, I, I had a Sabbath and I took my Sabbath and my team, my staff, everyone knew that I had a Sabbath, I didn't work that day, but I still didn't rest that day. So he first taught me how to rest um, and to be okay with resting. Let me say it that way, like mm-hmm. not thinking that I'm being lazy because I still have those days where it's like, dang, I'm not doing anything. I'm lazy. I need to get out there. I need to get a job or something because mm-hmm. I'm being lazy. So that was the first thing is him teaching me to rest. I think another big part of this season has been him continuing to work some things out of me Mm -hmm. um, that could hinder me really being able to fulfill what he's calling me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So some of that perfectionism has got to go, stuff like that. And then outside of like internal me, there's been, like we talked about earlier, where he has, it got to a point after I, okay, you rested for like a month and a half. Mm -hmm. You did some things. Now it's time for you to go just do something like, 
pursuing if I know where my passions and my interests lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so going and finding volunteer opportunities in those realms mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing if something clicks, like yes. it goes back to, I can't sit on my couch. That's, this is what I've been telling myself at least. I can't sit on my couch. Yes. God will speak to me and he will deliver his message. However he wants to deliver it, whether it's through me sitting on my couch and he gives it to me in my spirit or mm-hmm. he gives it to me through a sermon or he gives it through it to me through my neighbor outside when I'm taking a walk. But I don't believe that me sitting on my couch every single day and sitting inside reflecting on me is going to give me what his next step is for me. I have to get out and do something. And that was one thing I did have to learn is that I was so focused on me because honestly, I haven't been focused on me for years in this job, helping people like I was not focused on me. I was focused on self-sacrifice. Um, so it was okay to focus on me, but I realized that in that focusing, I was not exercising some of the gifts he gave me to help mm-hmm. others or to share him with others. And so I say all that because I need it. I'm learning and realizing that he wants me to get out my doors. He wants yeah. me to get out and do things. So that's why I'm looking for volunteer opportunities in some of the areas that I'm passionate about. And I'm honestly paying attention to every little thing. Like for instance, I volunteer with middle schoolers and we were going, well, we did do an event at the Atlanta mission Mm -hmm. and something about the Atlanta mission really stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. So I went to the website and read every part of that website. Mm -hmm. And now I'm getting ready to start volunteering with them just randomly whenever I feel like it. So stuff like that, like I'm paying attention to every little thing and I feel like he's probably bringing it up to me, things that I wouldn't have paid attention to before. So that's part of what he's telling me to do. And then outside of that, I mean, I told, I, I've mentioned a couple of times and I've been very vague about what's next for me in terms of like what my interests and what he's called me to do, but because I'm not quite sure yeah, about yeah. it. Um, yeah. But I, as of recently, probably today or yesterday, um, I'm getting to a point where I need to just sit down. Like I said, I don't know how to dream y'all, but I need to sit down and dream. And a lot of mm-hmm. ideas have come to me in conversations with people, things that I hadn't thought of things that don't even make sense, but I have come to the conclusion that now I need to keep a log of them and real and maybe reflect back on them. And maybe somehow that will reveal what's coming. So it's really trial and error. That's yeah. what this has been. That y'all, <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that, but that's a whole sermon in itself. Like finding the balance between resting and still having active faith between trusting and doing. And that's honestly something that I honestly still work through every day, but that's so good about how, cause at least from what you're telling me, like God is literally leading you like mm-hmm. in your daily walk. Yep. Y'all hear that yes. <laughs> in your daily walk and like, okay, well let me try this out. Let me try that out. And that's the whole point of like my rough draft and the rough draft collective is that we sometimes are waiting on this destination or this aha moment. And those aha moments come because Tanae mentioned how God told her to quit her job. But a lot of times he's also in like the daily walk and the daily trial and error, how you said, and that's so good. Um, that is so good. Yeah, I was trying to look up the scripture. I don't know it exactly, but I think that's been my theme scripture in this season. The mm-hmm. one, I don't remember where it is, but it's something to the effect of like, you'll hear a voice behind you and it'll say, this is the way, walk in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what got me and that's what continues to get me of like, 
I can't, like you said, he's guiding me mm-hmm. every single day. Today I'm hearing right mm-hmm. and tomorrow I'm hearing left. And the day after that I'm hearing right again. And mm-hmm. the day after that I'm hearing turn around and go back to backpedal a little bit. And so that's why I've leaned on that particular scripture because again, I can't sit here in my living room and expect for him to lead me if I'm mm-hmm. not taking steps. Like he can't guide me anywhere unless I'm walking with him yeah. or walking for him to push me different ways. So yeah, I think you said it perfectly. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So y'all, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> I really want to keep talking, but I am going to respect y'all's time. <laughs> but um, I really hope that today has really um, just ministered to y'all and encouraged anyone out there who may be in this position. So my last question for today is this. Looking back, you're, you're here now. Looking back the two years before, you know, when you felt like God was giving you that urge um, to now. One, would you do anything differently? Would you have quit sooner? Would you have waited and prepared more? would you do anything differently and then I guess this is the second part what do you say to the person that says like God is calling me to quit my job because of x y and z and what should I do what advice would you give to that person so those two questions okay I'm probably gonna forget one um (laughs) so looking back would I do anything differently my gut reaction says yes I probably would have quit sooner okay um I probably I don't think I would have prepared any differently. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have prepared more savings. I might have had more savings at that time because I spent some. But um, (laughs) I probably would have quit sooner. Again, that's my gut reaction. But in the spiritual state that I'm in right now, I think if I would have quit sooner, I wouldn't have been ready to be downloaded into the way that I've been Mm. in this season. Like I think I had to go through some of the burnout. I had to go through some of the trials that I went through in my job, in my personal life, with my family to be able to appreciate this time the way that Mm -hmm. I'm appreciating it and to be able to really sit with God the way that I've been sitting with him. Because if I'd have quit to be all the way raw with y'all, if I'd have quit just last year, last year I was in a completely different place with God. Mm-hmm. I was mad at God. I wasn't feeling him. Like I was, nobody would have thought that from the outside looking in, but I mm-hmm. was broken way more than I am right now. And so I probably would not have depended on him the way that I'm depending on him right now if I'd have quit last year. So hmm. gut Flesh says, yes, I would have quit sooner because I probably have missed out. Other people have missed out on whatever gift I'm supposed to bring to this world, but I wouldn't have been ready. Hmm. Um, I'm about to run. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to take off running. I can't believe I even said that. That had to be the Holy Spirit. Um, And then the other question. The other um, question was, what what advice advice? would you give to someone? If y'all are hearing quit um if you're hearing quit you probably are praying about it if you're not pray about it and be authentic with God about it I think that was what really allowed me to give him the yes that I gave him because the other times that he gave me the urges the other times that I heard today you gotta go you gotta quit I was like okay yeah I know I know because I'm burnt out I know because I'm stressed I know when I quit 
officially, I was probably the least stressed that I had been in my job in probably the last six months before that. Mm. So I didn't quit because I was stressed out. I quit because literally because God told me to quit. When my boss, when my HR and my ex interview, when everybody asked me why I quit and assumed, oh yeah, I know your role, your project, everything was a lot. I was like, no, it wasn't any of that. God told me to quit. And mm. that's a whole nother thing, y'all, because it opened mm. doors for me to have different conversations that I would have never have had with my coworkers. But so I'm saying all this because be authentic. When he told me that night at four o'clock in the morning, that morning um, to quit, I didn't immediately say yes. But when I did say yes, I immediately went into all the reasons why I couldn't. And I was so real with him and so raw of God, this isn't okay and it's not fair and you didn't let me prepare. And like I was authentic. So if you're hearing quit, if you think that's what he wants you to do, pray and be real authentic with him and you'll be surprised what he tells you. You'll be surprised where he takes you in that. He'll give you the timing. He'll give you everything that you need. Just be real with him. Mm. Um, And don't be afraid and if you are afraid because that's where my fast turned into it turned into me sharing with him all the fears that I had in doing that be real with sharing those fears be real with facing them and and be real with yourself about the fears that are keeping you and holding you back but definitely test it and see if it really is him or if Mm -hmm. it's your own selfish motives for Mm -hmm. leaving um but yeah pray and I like how even you said that you when you quit you were the least stressed because I think mm-hmm. sometimes we get like emotional and we get in our in our emotions and it's in that yep. burnout and in that stressed out phase. We're like, you know, I'm done. But I love how God brought you to a place where you were almost at peace with it, mm-hmm. and then He was like, okay, now it's now time to go. go. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I didn't think about it like that. That's good. Yeah. That is good. Okay, <laughs> y'all. This is good. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to close it out here because we are way over time, but this has been so good. Um, So of course, y'all know we end this with prayer. So we're going to pray. I'm going to pray over today and then I'm going to pray over anyone that um, that may be in that same situation. And so the homework though, so you know that we have homework. So the homework is I want y'all to do exactly what Tanae just suggested for those of you that maybe wanting to quit your job or for those where you're just trying to hear like what your next steps are. I want you to, I think that you should fast. I think that, I think that that's a very valid um, step that you should take, but I kind of how she mentioned about like being honest with God and letting him know your fears. If you're in a season where you feel like you're being called to something that you're not qualified for, if you feel like you're in a season where you're having to take a leap that you're not ready for, I want you to like journal or write out your honest feelings to God. And I don't know if that looks like prayer and fasting or like a seven days of journaling, whatever that looks like for you. I want you to have that moment with God because we do not have the answers. We are obviously here working it out. But as you see in today's life, God is working out through her as she devotes her time to him so yes that's the homework all right let's pray okay so god i just thank you so much you are just so awesome and faithful um today is here being my first um interviewee and i'm just so thankful for her life lord and i just thank you for what you're doing in her life i pray that as she came on here and shared her heart to help people lord that you will bless her a hundredfold for the vulnerability and the things that she shared today lord and i just pray that you will continue to speak to her ever more clearly lord i pray that you will give her signs and 
wonders due to her obedience and submission to you, Lord. And I just thank you so much for her life. I know and I see the things that you're going to do in her life, Lord. So I know um, that you have great things in store for her, Lord, but I pray that you'll just help her not to get weary. I cancel any attack of the enemy over her mind, over her spirit, Lord. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I pray nothing but peace and clarity and joy over her, Lord. I pray that she will have joy in this season. Um, I pray that you will bless her finances, Lord. May she not experience any lack in the name of Jesus. And I pray that not just over her, but over your people, the listeners of this podcast, Lord, that are in these spaces with you where they're just either getting ready to take a leap or they're not sure if they should take a leap or they're in the leap and they don't know where to go, Lord. You are not a God of confusion. You are a God of clarity and you want, you desire to speak um, to your children. Your word says that how much more will you give us of the Holy Spirit if we ask for it? And Lord, I am praying for a pouring out of the Holy Spirit among your people, that the Holy Spirit will speak to us, that it will lead and guide us and be our friend, be our comforter, be everything that that he is supposed to be in our lives. And so I thank you. I love you. And I pray for strength and joy over your people. And it's in Jesus name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, we will be back next week. I don't know who's going to be on there, but um, we'll be there. And so, yes. Do you have social media? I don't know. I don't. You don't. Well, listen, if you want to encourage today, DM <laughs> me and I'll send it to her. Okay. Um, but yes, if I really want you guys to comment like on social media or in the show notes or whatever comments, I don't even know because I barely know how to work this podcast. But, um, <laughs> but I want y'all to let me know, like, let us know if this like resonated with you and, um, Um, Yeah, so I really want to hear y'all's story and what y'all thought about it, and I hope that it encouraged you. So until next week, love y'all. Say bye today. Bye, y'all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right, bye, y'all. Thanks for joining us this week on the Rough Draft Podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theroughdraftcollective.com, where you can subscribe to this show in iTunes so you'll never miss a show. And you can also follow us on social media at the Rough Draft Collective on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of that. So if you love this show, please, please, please leave a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Check out our latest ebook called Unfinished Business. Learn how to get back on track to God's purposes for your everyday life. Thank y'all so much for listening and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.